0: Hi all. Welcome to another episode of our, or our series. Should I call them episodes? Maybe not. Um, sermons, whatever we want to call them. But we've been doing a series called Revive and we've looked at reviving our, what have you looked at? Reviving our Bibles. I did reviving our finances the last couple of weeks. What else have we done?
1: Reviving our worship. Yep. Reviving our prayer. Yep. Um there's been a lot in there. Um, zeal, zeal, yes. zeal. Yes, yeah. Brad that was did, a good
0: message. Yeah, zeal for 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 God's house. Brad did that one, and today we're actually looking at reviving our witness. And I guess the whole series, the essence of the series, Scott's been about. It's almost been growing us as Christians in all different aspects of life, hasn't it? Like a, almost a discipleship type series. Hey, reviving us our life as disciples of it, Jesus.
1: Yeah, it has. I, I, I think at least from my my own personal experience, it's very easy for us to. To, to lose some of the, the zeal um, yeah. and some of the, the passion for the things that we want to be passionate about. But sometimes life just gets a little bit distracting sometimes and we can see our focus has shifted. So it's just good to get back to some of these things. And so I just want to be revived or refreshed yep. uh, in some of these things. And so today what we're going to do is be
0: revived or refreshed in uh, our witness. So it's called Reviving Our Witness and it's all about... Uh, how we take the message. So so, a lot of what we've done has been about how we grow in our relationship with Jesus. But we, um, you like the phrase, we're blessed to be a blessing or we're loved Mm. to love. We're actually called to, what do you say? It's not the
1: great suggestion. (laughs) That's right. That's the great commission, not the great suggestion. Yeah. Which is what? Which is? Matthew uh, 28, uh, go into all the world, Jesus said, and make disciples Mm. of all nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always in the, the King James Version.
0: Yeah, that's how you learn the Bible. You do bits of <laughs> bits and pieces together. But anyway, that's why I'm doing this. But we're looking at reviving our witness. And I just wanted to, for us to pick up three things about reviving our witness. So start with, I'm going to pray that out of this this message today, we're really encouraged to actually grow with a with confidence that God is with us and He has commissioned us. And he has empowered us to actually witness in the world around us. So join me in prayer. Lord, I thank you that uh, you go before us. I thank I like what Scott said. Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's a an incredible promise. And even the Great Commission started with all authority has been given to me. So I send you. So we are just not alone in this. And I just want to thank you for that. And I pray that today this is a really encouraging and equipping time as we see our witness, our testimony revived. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, three things wanted to tap into and we're going to talk. We're going to sort of bounce off each other. And the first part of reviving our witness is uh, reviving our context or or understanding our context. So this is not about uh, reviving our witness is not about learning how to get people to church. So Scott and I are not the only people that are going to lead people to know Jesus. Is that correct?
1: Thankfully, (laughs) so.
0: Yes. So everybody has a context. And reviving our witness is actually maybe eyes wide open to what that context is. I'm going to read a passage which will come up on the screen. It says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So just to start with, we're being declared as having beautiful feet. And there's this sense of not how will they get saved or how will people hear the testimony of Jesus unless they get to church? This is a different message here, isn't there, Scott? This is a yeah. a sent one. Question for you, what sort of context? Let's
1: give us some examples of what a context is, where you might be sent is for each of us. Uh, Yeah, so many. Uh, One of the contexts for me uh, is at my son's soccer training. Okay. Um, And sitting with some of the other dads and having some great conversations sometimes. Um, Other times, I might be uh, sitting at a coffee shop and uh, with my Bible open and uh, someone coming up and having a conversation uh, with me, um, Mm. talking to neighbors Mm. uh, in my workplace. Lots of conversations I've had through the years in my workplace uh, with people are about the gospel about the Bible about Jesus so what about the
0: other thing I probably I wanted to bring up as well is sometimes our context is the stuff where we speak the same language as people so if a missionary goes is sent goes overseas what are the, what the what, what do they do they learn the, the language people, so yeah. they can communicate let's make it a bit personal Scott if you go into a, a music environment there's a certain language that is spoken that that connects you. Would that be right? Like there's things that you talk about that I would have no understanding of, but there's a connection there, similarly to a workplace. Yes. So how does that help in our witness when there's that common, there's that commonality or that common connection of language?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) uh, it, It definitely... Um, I think helps in the sense that when you're talking to someone else who talks the same way, there, there's commonalities that we have that uh, are automatic bridges, uh, if you like. They're mm, mm. automatically connected in certain ways and, and we can talk and we can relate. And the quicker you can relate with someone, the quicker trust can be built. Mm. And, uh, and then you can have some great conversations that have from those commonalities that you share with people.
0: Yeah, so for, for instance, for me, if I was... Now, I love working with young people and everything, but if I was to go down to the skate park and try and reach people with the gospel or, or give testimony, I'd have to learn a new language. Because seriously, I, I, I don't even know... Do you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do no. you know? Uh, you You hear what I'm saying? But if I am sitting in in a golf environment... There was a connection. There's just a, a connection. I could say to you now, do you know the word mulligan? Or I could say do you, I could use a whole lot of words, b- birdie, eagle, bogey. Like these are, there's, there's a language there as well as an exp- a shared experience. So it's not just language, but a shared experience, which which you can connect around, which helps. Which it's just It just helps. It's a context that we would find ourselves that God would naturally send us into. You got any other thoughts on context?
1: No, I think that's um, pretty powerful when, when you think about the opportunities. Well, I'm thinking about this as you're speaking, that there's so many opportunities that I could have if mm. I go in with them with a, a focus uh, around that mindset, knowing that there's things in common, a ways to communicate Um and maybe going a little bit into those conversations a bit more with my with my eyes a little bit more open and and mm. looking for opportunities to have some of these conversations.
0: Do mm. you think about your work environment? So if you're in the health industry, there's just you can imagine you're you're, you're in the health industry. <laughs> I have no idea about the health industry, by the way. You're in the health industry, and you can imagine what discussions you could have with common language, which could turn into. Healing discussions. They could turn. They, it actually could transition into God, natural gospel, gospel spaces and gospel places. I guess. Mm. And so, that the, that's the first part of what we wanted to share today is just that sense of reviving our witness by by understanding we are sent to to different contexts which we have been uniquely wired to connect with. Now there are mm. other times. I'm going to read to you another passage from One Corinthians. Just have a listen to this. Though I am free, I belong to no to no one. I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though myself are not under the law. So as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to to win the weak. To become, I have become all things to all people so that by all means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might that I may share in its blessings. The last thing I did want to say about context is Paul's saying it, it's not just where you have natural connections. So when I go down to the skate park, I become a skater to the skating so that I might win skaters. Or, so there are, there are going to be times when God's going to put us in places where we are so out of our depth where the context is not natural. And Paul writes about this and says, you know, um, I'll become whatever I can become to win some. There's a desperation, I guess, in that. The other one's more natural, but there's a desperation, which, yeah, you're pretty passionate about. Even when you say it's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think uh, another thought that comes to my mind is where Jesus is... Talks about him looking at the crowds and they look like they're harassed and and like sheep, like sheep without a shepherd. And uh, and he says he had great compassion. Mm. Um, And I think, too, when when we can see people with eyes of compassion, uh, regardless of whether we feel like we have the automatic connect around language or not, compassion will often drive us beyond that uh, and, and help us to connect in a genuine way. Uh, with where that person's at and uh, we may not have all the answers we may not speak the same cultural you know language context um, but compassion will pull us into a place where the person matters more than yeah, yeah. how we're trying to connect if that makes sense. It makes
0: a lot of sense so so if we if we go back to the concept we're talking about is reviving our witness it seems to me that the part of that's going to be reviving our compassion for people our longing. Mm. Yeah. as Jesus had a longing for those who are harassed. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. We figured out we've, we can revive our witness by understanding our context or figure out where we're sent or, or building our compassion. But the big thing I am learning now is we can be anywhere, but we, we actually need a message. Mm. We actually so to revive our witness, we understand our context. We understand that we're sent ones, but we also understand the message that we're, that we're sharing. Now I'm going to make this, this is reviving our witness. This is not becoming a specialist in presenting the gospel. This is called reviving our witness. So in other words, it's reviving our testimony of what we've seen, what we've experienced of who Christ is. So reviving our witnesses is actually reviving the testimony of our experience of Jesus. Let me read to you from the scriptures, which will help us understand this a little bit more. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Scott, when we're in our context, the other thing about reviving us is to, is, is, is reviving the message in us. And in, when you think of the, the word witness and you think of the word testimony, um, how is it going to be unique how are we going to be unique? So we go into unique environments, but we also go into environments with a unique story. All actually, as we read, revering Christ as Lord. Mm. But in what ways have you? Would you suggest we could understand the unique testimony that we bring?
1: I think it's it's really important to be able to articulate your story. Um, that when you came into that relationship with Christ and whatever it looks like, um, it would be so different and so varied from person to person. But we each have that story for those of us who are Christians, when we came to that realization of who Jesus is and what he is to us, how um, he has drawn us to him. However, we want to articulate that Um, just share a really quick story. Um, I was trying to help somebody write a sermon. How to, how to write a message. And uh, they were they were finding it hard to get outside of their head. They were trying hard to get outside of their notes. They were kind of feeling like they had to read everything, every word. And um, I said, now, that's good, but tell me the story of when you became a Christian. And all of a sudden, they didn't need notes anymore. Mm. They weren't tied to reading the lines started to get emotional, started to get passionate because it meant something so deep. And so when we can actually articulate what that moment was for us, when we know how to do that, uh, we don't need the notes. We don't need the formula. We can just speak out that testimony that we have and then trust that God will actually use that testimony uh, to connect with the person we're speaking to.
0: I'm a hundred percent there with Scott and don't panic. We're not going to say that we all have our own gospel. well don't don't panic that we're going to actually um, do whatever you want sort of thing because there is a there is a there is a core message in Christ but the, this this what what Peter's saying is in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord or revere Christ, make him the number one, focus of your life and get but get ready to bear witness get ready to testify how that has actually impacted you personally interesting we're in a different i I think we're in an age of real opportunity like we've never had before because we're in an age where people are, are kind of saying whatever's right for you is right yeah now we can get all bent out of shape about that go no no no, there's absolutes but well, there's got to be absolutes we, we can do that or we can go that's fantastic. That means I can actually express my love for Christ because and and it's going to be her because it's right for me, but I know fundamentally it's going to be right for you. yeah there is a I see there's an amazing opportunity. I'll give you an example of, of for me the message. So the message that you'll see, you know, I wear these shirts and you you guys know, or if you spend enough time, you know what's written on the back of them. Jesus is amazing. So one of the things that you'll constantly see me, I'll go into a context, wherever it is, same language, connecting and that. But the testimony I want to say is that Jesus is amazing. And then I want to get in and they go, why? I'll say, this is why he's amazing. Um, I, I really, really think there's life after death. I really, really think that this world doesn't provide enough. And that the fact that Jesus rose from the dead is the, the fact that I have somebody who's gone there and has invited me to go with him. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, you, and there's other aspects of Jesus that I just want to say he's I'm amazed at the kind of leader Jesus was. Not like the leaders of this world. I love to use the scriptures. We don't lord it over. And so I learned to, to lead and influence the way Jesus is. I love that Jesus is gracious and forgiving and restoring of me. Yeah. And 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 the way he did that on the cross. It's amazing. And then that I, that that could change everybody if we all felt that experience So you yeah. see, for me it's that they're the the things that you start to talk about the gospel in the context of why is Jesus amazing. For you, it might be Jesus is free. It might be Jesus is the on your shirt it might say Jesus is the healer. Or what else might be on people's shirts? What what a phrase Jesus is my hope or
1: source of my grace.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, he's the answer. He's all sorts of different things could be written. Um, but the reality is we're called to be witnesses to what Jesus has done in our life to give testimony the hope we have that's the second way to revive our our witness first way, our context second is the message we actually need a message and the third thing and this is is huge Um, it might sound I'd love you to be I wonder what you're thinking I'm going to (laughs) say the third thing about reviving our witness is The power. It's the power. Now, um, the first part of the power is the gospel. Scott, do you want to read
1: to us from Romans 1? For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile.
0: So we've got these three elements, context, context, personal message or a testimony or a witness but the third thing is without power mm. our witness isn't revived is it and the gospel in itself has has power have you got anything to say to that That the gospel message is power in and of itself
1: uh yeah absolutely the um i was sitting in in starbucks a few weeks ago and i had my bible open on the on the table and i actually had someone come up to me and uh, ask me um, can you tell me how to be saved? Seriously, that happened. <laughs> and um, and I had in the back of my thought, is this guy a-, a Christian or is he legitimately wanting to know? But he was certainly playing the role of someone who didn't know. And uh, so I got to share the gospel message with him, starting with Christ and who he is and why he came, the sin of humanity the need for redemption, the need for a savior, uh, all, all those things that we talk about. Anyway, it turns out he was a Christian. But I realized that as I'm sharing that story, uh, sharing the, the gospel um, with him, uh was another realization that even though we sometimes might trip over our words, maybe if we don't know how to articulate it the best way that we could possibly articulate it. Um, Sometimes we can even feel a little bit clumsy Mm. with trying to communicate the gospel. The fact that we're communicating the gospel is a point where God is working. Mm. It's the gospel that is actually the power of God into salvation. So if we can be faithful to communicate it, regardless of whether we feel qualified to Yep. or whether we feel a bit clumsy in the in the process. Um, for me, there's just a, a, a sense there that it's the gospel that has, is the power of God to salvation, not necessarily based on how well I can articulate it, although I want to articulate the best way I can.
0: And I, I'm there. Um, I just think absolutely we, we, we forget that it's not about us who convince it's not us that do the convincing. It's the, it's the power of the gospel, but it's also the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So Acts 1.8, read with me. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So there's a if we're reviving our witness, we can't revive our witness without the Spirit's power. Mm. True? Yes. Because that's the promise. That's the wait. Um, wait in Jerusalem till you receive power. So you think about that. Jesus is kind of going, you won't be able to do this. How good is that? We can't do it. Wait till you receive the power of the Holy Spirit and then you'll be able to be my witnesses. Do you remember yeah. Acts 4? What happened in Acts 4? when they were praying in the room and it shook. Uh, yes. So that was a power encounter which caused what for them? Oh, the, the the Pentecost. The I'm thinking, you know, when they prayed and the building shook. See, I didn't. Give oh, it that's up.
1: Acts two. Sorry, uh, yeah, Acts act, act 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 two is Pentecost, <laughs> but in
0: Acts four, there was yeah. that moment where they were a bit fearful. They were praying. The building shook, and they went out and preached mm. with boldness. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't, that's yeah, all right. I didn't I just got up for that one. But the reality is. That that's how the New Testament functioned to revive their witness. They had scared moments true? They, they had moments where they retreated back, but then they received the power of the Holy Spirit in fullness. It shook, and then they went out with boldness. So part of reviving our witness is actually revolve, is reviving, being revived by the Holy Spirit. Um, really, really important for us to not actually think we're the ones that do it. We're the ones that do it.
1: Um, further thoughts from you because I've got a couple more, but. Yeah, just quickly, and I think I'm hitting the same passage as you now. Is that just after Peter? Yes, yes. And yes, they'd been yes, arrested. Yeah. Yep, and, yep, um, And they, I guess It's a, it was persecution that they'd had. And I'm just thinking about that example to us. How would we respond having just been persecuted in the same way? And to come back, my prayers would have been in that room, Lord, keep me safe, yeah, watch over me, yeah. protect us. Um, keep us from harm. Keep us from persecution. They they didn't pray that way. They they prayed for boldness to keep going, boldness to keep, and the courage to keep proclaiming the gospel. Um, so and that happens when the Holy Spirit's at work. Yeah. yeah. So reviving
0: our witness is is
1: is is, is keep
0: going, is is mm-hmm. is keep going and pray to be empowered. That's the third element I want to talk about: the power, the power of prayer. We know the power of prayer and I didn't even know what verse to put up because we could go to Father, you know, Father giving good gifts. We could go to we could go to so many spaces. We could even go to Jesus praying over Jerusalem. You know, there's just the, um, the power of prayer. The Bible is just filled with people who follow God that go to prayer. So we can read lots of Paul's writings, but we sometimes forget just how much he prayed for the people that he was missioning to. Like he just lived and breathed intercession. And the beauty of intercession is that as we pray, we don't even know what's going on. And then suddenly we walk into these environments and opportunities that we thought would never be there. Suddenly people are more responsive and it happens because we pray. Uh, our, our fight is not against flesh and blood. So, by the way, just in reviving your witness, it's not a fight with a person. It's just not a fight with a person. It's, 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 it's actually a spiritual battle and a spiritual encounter. So it needs the spirit's power. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6, pray in the spirit on all occasions because it's a spiritual battle. So the last one I wanted to say about the power is I call it the plead. Scott, have a, have a read
1: of Corinthians five. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I think you'll, is this your next week's message? Yeah, it
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to steal too much of of Scott's thunder for next week, but we are ambassadors and we are ambassadors for Christ. So we wear his colours and there's power in that. Remember we said in in Matthew 28, uh, all authority has been given to me, Jesus said. So I send you, go and make disciples. It's 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 in the it's in all the authority or the we're ambassadors for Christ. That's that's what we do. What I love most about this is the image sometimes we have of an ambassador is like almost a pompous image, like I'm an ambassador for my country or whatever. Mm. But what what do we read here? We read plead the power of the plead. How 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 do you reckon that pleading is powerful?
1: I think in the context of this verse where it says we speak for Christ, when we plead, come back to God, we're not speaking on our own behalf at this point. Mm. Uh, we're speaking on behalf of Christ. And you were just saying before when Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he says, go therefore. And so not only is the authority for us to go, but also the ability for us to carry it out and the ability for us to do it, That the anointing for us to do it, the the power um, from God to be able to to do that and live that out. So when we say and when we plead, come back to God, I feel like God is giving our words extra oomph. Yeah. Uh, When we do that as as his ambassadors, when we speak for Christ, um, to me, that seems like an amazing statement that we could speak for Christ. When we plead. But when we plead, come back to God, because that is the very heartbeat of God. That people would come back to him. That's why Jesus came, mm. um, and that's why we. That's why the church is here to to reach our city, to reach our neighbours and our friends, for us to be a witness to them, mm. and for us to represent Christ to them and to speak on behalf of. It's mm. huge. It's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, with that in mind, recap the to revive our witness. There's a, there's an element of context. It's it's understanding where God is sending us. There's the message, what's our testimony? What how, how are we going to explain the testimony of the hope we have? And then there's tapping into the power of God because we go because we're empowered by Him, and you've you've heard the other one. So they're the three things. But just to finish, I we we never know who's watching this. And you may have flicked onto this and you might not, you might go, Wow, I want to see my witness revived. But you might actually go, I'm not even sure that I am a witness. I'm not even sure that, I, that I, I'm that walking with God. You might be a long way away from God. You, you may be reflecting back over your life and going, gee, when did I let God out of my life? I haven't experienced his grace, his power, his forgiveness. Um, this is all really foreign, Mark and Scott. Well, we want to invite you t- today to actually connect with Jesus. So I'm going to pray a prayer that you might like to pray after me. Um, and it's a very simple prayer. It's a prayer of saying, Lord Jesus, I recognise that today, you've invited me into a relationship with you that today, you've offered to be my saviour. And I just going to take that, I'm going to take hold of that. And I want to actually not only take hold of it, I want to share with you with the world. That's the essence of what I'm about to pray. So bow with me and join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you were the invisible God revealed, visible, we read in Colossians. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are real, that you are here. And right now, we we turn to you as our saviour. We turn to you and ask you to forgive us for being far from you, for not choosing your ways, for not walking the way you've called us to to walk. And we just turn to you, Saviour. We turn to you, Jesus, and accept your salvation, your gift. And we ask that you would Fill us with the Holy Spirit. And that we in turn. Would have a story, a witness. To this day. To you saving us to the day we turned to you for the first time or to the day we turned back to you. Revive us, Lord Jesus. And thank you that you hear this prayer. And that you love us so much that you gave your life that we might live. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time or maybe a a bit of a return back to God, feel free to contact us at Penrith Baptist Church. Um, Talk to some people you might know who who are Christians and just let people know. Start your witnessing, if you like. And just let people know that you've turned back to Jesus, and that might be what's written on your shirt. I turn back to Jesus, or I turn to Jesus. He's my saviour. But please, if you if you want to talk further or you want to follow up or and even maybe go on a bit of a discipleship journey, contact a pen. Just email us at hello, hello at Penrith Baptist Church.
1: Penrithbaptist.com.au. There you go.
0: Hello at Penrithbaptist.com.au. Thanks for listening. Next week, Scott's going to take that ambassador thing just a little bit further. Blessings all. See ya. Bye-bye.